0: Yeah, I want to get the thoughts of the guy on the line right now because there's similar conversations I think that are kinda of happening in Edmonton. Let's bring him in. It's Matt Cassian, uh former NHL or T S N twelve sixty Edmonton hockey analyst. Matt, what's going on?
1: Uh well, I mean we're we're kinda of in the the aftermath here in Edmonton too, so it's uh a smoky day outside from some of the uh, the fires going on in Alberta, and uh, right. probably a little bit a little bit hazy for a lot of the Oilers fans still as well after a uh, a game six loss and a series loss to Vegas.
0: Yeah, and and I, I want to get your thoughts on this because yesterday we spoke with Frankie Corrado, another former player, and you know he kind of struggled with the possibility that both. You know the the coach in in Edmonton and the coach here in Toronto got out coached, and he th- thinks that it's a it's a little bit know, the storylines getting they're kind of running away with it a little a little much. But when you look at these two guys, Sheldon Keefe and and Woodcroft, do you think that they have a lot of blame for what happened in these series or on both situations? Is it more on the players of what went down and
1: why ultimately both seasons are over? Well, there, there's still going to be blame. Blame, blame is, blame is. I, I don't want to say it's uniform, but you, you win as an organization, you lose as an organization. And, and in both Toronto and Edmonton's case, I think there's there is going to be blame, and naturally there's going to be speculation about the coaches and and you know what. Their share of that will be um, in Edmonton. I mean, primarily it seems to be people are most, mostly questioning uh, Jay Woodcroft and his de- de- deployment of goaltenders and choosing to stick with Stuart Skinner through the series, which I still think was the right choice. I know I've, I've had a lot of texters and callers and people into the post-game show and um, everywhere that uh, that disagree with me um, on that one. Some of them quite quite strongly, uh, but that's really what you see here in Edmonton, and I think it's uh, you know maybe a little bit different in Toronto and maybe a little bit different because in Edmonton, it's viewed as, you know, they took a step back this year, where in, in Toronto, it's like, well, there, there was a little bit of a step forward making it to the next round, but not that big step forward that everyone was hoping for and, and expecting. Where in Edmonton, it's like, okay, well, you know, we expect it to be better than losing four straight in the Western Conference Final this year. You took a little bit of a step back um, against a team, albeit that's a, that's a very good, very veteran team in Vegas. And, and you know, the second you lose, people are going to start, uh, they're going to start questioning the coaching. But personally, uh, you know, you, you can coach all you want, you can put in a game plan all you want. If your players don't execute, if they in moments make mistakes, you know, you can't just pin that on the coaching.
2: Yeah, and that's kinda where we're at today. So we're we're curious to get an out of market perspective because as you know in the Canadian markets things can kinda turn into an echo chamber. So what's the outsider perspective on how the postseason played out for Toronto? You mentioned it was a bit of a step forward, probably not the leap well definitely not the leap that they were hoping for and if it should be if it should be the last dance for the core.
1: Yeah. Well what's what's what was interesting for me watching that, and I and I watched that series because it was a, still a fun series uh, to me to watch. So I watched yeah. a lot of the the Toronto Florida series and um, and the first the first series as well. Like what was interesting to me was was seeing Toronto fr- from an organizational standpoint. Now, not the fans. I mean, the fans. You you win your first playoff round in years and years and years. Celebrate as much as you want. Like go absolutely ham. You should celebrate. You should be enjoying it. You should you know have that joy. But as an Organization. What was interesting to me is, is an outsider and someone outside the market was was seeing the reaction from from Dubis to Keefe to to the players. Like where it was like it, it looked like me like they won the Stanley Cup. You went around and it looked like you won the Stanley Cup, and I kind of scratched my head and I went, I wonder if emotionally they just basically they they spent all their emotional capital and and they're going to head into this next one and yeah they're going to go and they're going to play but they're basically. complacent isn't the right word, but uh, you know, are they basically going to be like, Oh, we did it. We, you know, mission accomplished when it's like, well, the mission still is, or should be to win a Stanley cup. And, you know, from an outsider, when I look at it, I go, well, a couple of things. I mean, Florida, I think we all underestimated them. Boston underestimated them um, as well, and we forget that last year they were they were you know the best team in the league, and and they had some personnel turnover, but they're still a really really good team. And then you had goaltending hit at the right time, and 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 they, they were executing. So they been they're really really good right now. Um, but you kind of look at it and you go, okay, you know. From an outsider standpoint, my concern, I would say, with the Maple Leafs is still how much money do you have tied up in that, that forward group and is it still taking away from a little bit of your ability to defend on the back end and the quality of your defensive group. So for Toronto, when I look at it, I go, okay, you know, you know, there's some, there's some good pieces there on the back end, but is there enough in that top four of their, of their defensive group that can get the job done deep in playoffs. They can play that defensive style that's needed and, and lock games down and play 30 minutes a night. If you needed them to play 30 minutes a night. And, and I don't know, I don't know if it's there now, some of those same questions apply in Edmonton too, um, in terms of the defensive core. And, you know, certainly with Eckholm they got a lot better, but if I look between the two and I say, okay, Edmonton brought in Ekholm and they have him for a couple of years in Toronto, you know, brought in Shen and, and, and you know, he played a, a major role in the playoffs. I go, well, back home at this point is in his career is probably a, a bigger upgrade than Shen is and I just I just don't know if there's enough there in the back end for Toronto that would be my concern do you need to completely blow it up well no I mean you're going to have to look at the cap obviously contracts that are going to be coming and due and, and, and make some decisions based on that but my hesitation for Toronto or where I'd be looking to retool whether you're, you know, you're Dubas or it you know, looks like he's going to be okay but Dubas or whoever else if it were to be someone else that ends up coming in if he were to to, to get five which I don't think he will, but he may. Um, you know, w- what do you do with that back end still to improve it without having to completely dismantle that core? And that's that's going to be a tough question for Toronto.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting perspective. But you know, when when you do pay your guys up front forty plus million dollars and they get you three goals in that series, yeah, it it brings a lot of question marks to uh, to to how they're allotting the money. But lots of talk in these parts about what a missed opportunity this was for Toronto. I'd imagine the same conversations are being had in Edmonton right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you you look at this and Dallas is still a really good team. You know, they beat Seattle and and Vegas and Dallas, I think will be a a good series. And Vegas is a really good team. Um, But you look at what what happened um, and this just speaks to how hard it is to win in the playoffs. But it's like, well, Boston was out in the first round. Toronto was out in the second round. Colorado was out in the first round. Like you had some really, really good teams that got knocked off early. And I think, you know, especially, you know, with Toronto and Boston in particular being out of it. in the in New York as well in the in the east people out here in the west looked at it and said this is a huge opportunity you know you have a team that that is going to be a good team coming out of the east but maybe not the juggernaut that we that we all thought that was going to be there at the end so uh, a chance here to have a, a wide open west and an east that maybe you know maybe you're playing an opponent that that although they had a good playoffs isn't quite uh, you know as dominant as is one of the teams you may have expected to be there um And people just really, you know, anticipated Edmonton to take another step forward this year. And there was, there's some, in some ways, they really did. There was some really good things, but they, they had a couple Achilles heels. And and you talk about five on five in Toronto, the the top guys' abilities to not score goals. In Edmonton, you had, uh, or something similar, five on five at least. You know, the power play was spectacular, still, absolutely, historically spectacular. But five on five, they struggled. They struggled defensively in coverage and and their biggest issue was the inability to capitalize on momentum where they'd score a big goal and they just let the other team in Vegas in particular back into it. I mean, they they scored the the first goal in 5 out of those 6 games in this in this series and almost to a T, it was like within 2 or 3 minutes they would let Vegas score one back into it most of the games and they just they they it was like self-inflicted wounds and um people here in this market look at that and they just I mean and some just want to blow everything up, which I don't think is the right answer. You're still you're still right there, but there's um I mean, as you said, there's there's a lot of people who view this and go, "This is just a huge, huge missed opportunity." Now, the same people forget that Vegas is a team that's had a lot of playoff success that has some really good players and is really deep up front. You know, they have all the components I would say um, um, of a, of a deep running playoff team, aside from, you know, some of the question marks around goaltending of which, you know, Aiden Hill, when he stepped in, he he, 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 really won them that game six. He had a fantastic game. Um, will he be able to do it against Dallas? We'll have to see, but um, yeah, people here in Edmonton are just, um, they're a little choked. They're a little choked.
0: <laughs> I'd imagine so. I think like yeah. a, there's a lot of the same sentiments are being shared in in both markets here in Toronto. I'd imagine the same things that is happening in Edmonton. And you noted the lack of productivity at 5 and 5, just nine goals in the Vegas series, which really surprised me. Like why was it such a struggle for this group to find offense at even strength this year?
1: Well, it's a a tricky question because it was it was so inconsistent. Like there were there were games, and that's where we saw a lot of back and forth in the series in terms of who was winning. It's like Edmonton would would be just terrible five on five for a game, and then they'd be really good for a game, and they'd be terrible for a game, and they'd be really good for a game. Um, Part of it seemed to be their desire just to force pretty plays, where they they you know just wanted the backdoor tap ins to work. Um, Didn't seem to get the puck to the net as often with people at the net. Um, You know, we have to give some credit to Vegas that did a good job of forcing them to the outside. Um, They did a good job of eliminating some of those rush chances against, which five-on-five Edmonton can do a good job. Um, Now, there's going to be... And we still are waiting to find out some information. Like McDavid was—he was—he was banged up. Hyman yeah. was very banged up. Um, you know, getting getting lower body parts frozen uh, just to be able to skate. I mean, I, I noticed a few times. Um, you know, in games where if, if he you know, got knocked down off his feet, where it's like he couldn't move one of his legs to push himself up, he had to use the the other leg. Um, so he was banged up. Kane was a little banged up. So you had you had some injuries that I think contributed a little bit to it but ultimately was a lack of execution and and taking bad penalties at inopportune times and um, I I would say you 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 tried to force too much at the blue lines in terms of making pretty plays your own blue line getting the puck out as well as at the offensive blue line instead of just taking simple plays they kind of got over pretty at times and when they did that Vegas was able to you know just Turn the puck over and force it right back down into Edmonton's zone, and um, I don't think you know. I would say Edmonton outchanced Vegas quite handily. I would think five on five even over the course of the series. But uh, when Edmonton give did give up something, you know, half the time it was a, it was a wide open net without any kind of a chance for Stuart Skinner.
2: We're with Matt Cassian out of Edmonton right now, our TSN 1260 hockey analyst. And one thing that Leafs fans were a little bit jealous of, uh, other than the extra game that Edmonton got to play, is Leon Dreisidel's reaction after losing that game. It had shades of Nathan McKinnon the year prior to when he won the Cup, just the anger and and the accountability. Were you impressed just kind of by the way he carried himself, or or is this standard for Leon Dreisidel? He's just a gamer.
1: Well, he, he is a gamer, as we've seen in the playoffs. What I'm, what I'm hoping personally, and I think fans are too, is that, you know, it's, it's so hard for me in some ways to say this because Leon was so, so good. He, had, he, he struggled the second half of that Vegas series. Um, wasn't able to produce five on five, just kind of looked a little bit off from what we had seen the rest of the playoffs. Uh, but I, I think the frustration is healthy. And the the accountability is healthy to, to 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 learn from it. I mean, I think Jay Woodcroft, the words that he used, which I think are, are very applicable, are you know it, you know this is going to cause some battle scars, and I think you have to learn from those. And I'm hoping, based on his reaction, that that they're going to learn. And and for me, some of the learning is is still for for Leon and for Connor too. At times, is when to take risk out of their game. You know, they they're such. Potent, potent, high offensive players, and the best players in the world, and, and there still are times, and I'll, I'll point to a goal in game six where, where Leon and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, got a little mixed up, um, didn't pick up a guy streaking into the zone, and, and it should have been a switch, and Leon, you know, does a curl, and it takes him three feet out of position, and he's doing it to try to generate some speed to jump offensively, but, the play offensively doesn't materialize and all of a sudden he's caught three feet out of position and it ends up being a back toward tap end for for So, and and you know it's a huge goal against. I'm hoping with with some of that McKinnon like frustration that it just solidifies in his mind. There are still little things that I can be better at that I can do in the playoffs as a, as a leader of the team and one of the best players in the world that will give us a better opportunity to win games, to win series and to hopefully win a cup.
0: I, I, I do want to know about uh, how much goaltending chatter you expect there to be. They had the oh, second most goals against <laughs> a lot well, to so much. yeah, like is is Stu Skinner like are you going into next season with Stu Skinner and Jack Campbell or is there some work to do there for uh for the general manager Kenny Holland?
1: You're you're gonna go in with both those guys. I mean Campbell, I think you just even with the contract that you sign him to, you have to give him another opportunity here. Um we forget Stuart Skinner was a rookie. We we forget that I mean because he didn't play like a rookie for for most of the season and he was so good throughout the season that just I, I think you know the the uncertainty around it is people are you know, freaking out a little bit and and to me I'm just like because he was he was a rookie this year I expect him to be better next year to to learn to grow and I, I, for all I mean and most people that. Complain and that are, that are frustrated with his performance would, would point to some of the numbers in the playoffs and say, well, look at his numbers. His numbers statistically were horrible. And I go, well, okay, but this is also where you have to say, okay, let's look at the statistics, but let's actually watch the game, not just look at the paper, but let's watch the game and see, um, what kind of pucks went in. Stuart Skinner didn't let a bad goal in in the Vegas series. Like there was no, you know, he should have absolutely made the save type of goals that went in. Now there were some where you're like, okay, it'd be really nice for him to make the save. And and for him to go from that, you know, I would say completely average goaltending to good goaltending. There's some of them that he needs to make the save. But a lot of the pucks that went in were, were, were like, you had a guy wide open on the back door or a two on one at the net where the, the puck goes through again to the back door. And it's like, we had zero chance on it. And, and it's like, you can't, you can't blame him for those, but people right now in this market are blaming him for those. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't. Um, now, if you want to say, and, and Stuart Skinner himself was very, I think, very fair to his own performance and very fair in his evaluation of his own performance, where he basically said, you know, I kind of was average. Like, there was, I made some really good saves and he did. And then he's like, and there's some that I, that I like to have, which is, which is also true where it's like, okay, well, there's some really good shots where you would have need to make a spectacular save, and to win in the playoffs, you're going to need those spectacular saves. Um, people here in the city, just because goaltending has been an issue for a while, I'll well, say ongoing issue and something that people always are complaining about or frustrated about, it's going to be a topic of conversation this summer. But the reality with the money you have invested in Campbell and with the contract for Skinner, who's, who's a rookie, Coming now out of this rookie season is these are going to be your guys next year. Barring some crazy change which I just don't see happening these are going to be your guys now can they push each other absolutely can Campbell hopefully um, you know be in a better headspace be a better confidence wise work on some things this summer come back and and challenge Stuart Skinner for that starting role where they end up with split time or whatever the case may be absolutely but there's not going to be a goalie change in Edmonton I would be extremely surprised if there was I don't think you know if you're Ken Holland uh, and Ken Holland does indeed sticking around which is a Another topic of a conversation, which has been happening here in Edmonton. Um, not from a firing, but him just retiring and stepping back. Um, Steve Stales is, a, is the name of a guy that, that is being floated uh, quite frequently Is mm-hmm stepping in but it's it's does it happen now or does it happen in a year we don't know yet Um, lots of speculation that's starting to kind of rumble but um for ken holland is is i think there's some other areas he's going to look to retool before goaltending i think your goaltending is set it's set for next year i don't anticipate a change
2: yeah, the GM thing might get even more interesting if his buddy Mikey Anlauer gets gets the team out in Ottawa. Which which leads me to the question, which Canadian team and the obvious front runners are Edmonton and Toronto, which Canadian team in your mind, maybe an off the board one is Ottawa, is closest to a Stanley Cup right now?
1: Um so outside of Edmonton and Toronto? No, no that Maybe to including Edmonton and Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Um I, it 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 really is to me it's a toss up between Edmonton and Toronto when i when i look at i think the teams and the divisions damn, man it's got to be pretty close between the two Uh, Because even heading into this playoffs, I was like, well, if Toronto can execute the way they need to, you know, and depending on how Boston plays, because they were going to be a tough out, I thought Toronto had a really good chance of coming out of the out of the east. Um, And I thought Edmonton had a really good chance coming out of the west. Uh, So those two teams are still the closest in two or three years. I think Ottawa is going to be right there. Um, They have such a good young core, uh, a lot of good players that are still developing um, some work to do still, but but a lot of potential in Ottawa. If and, and I'm sure everyone listening is going to call me a homer, I would probably say Edmonton to me is a little bit closer than Toronto to, to being a Cup winning team. And the reason the reason being, I would say, is your your top two left defensemen in Darnell Nurse and in Matthias Ekholm. That Ekholm ad has been massive for this team. Stabilized the core, um, brought Evan Bouchard out of his just struggles of the season and allowed him to uh, just completely, basically take a step forward that we expected him to take at the beginning of the year, but he didn't. Uh, he managed to do that and did it again in, in the playoffs for the most part. So I think you have your pieces there. You still have your game breakers and dry saddle and McDavid up front. Um, some work to do depth of the defenseman maybe. And, and you know, the, the bottom six forward group is going to look a little different next year, but to me, they're, they're not any major moves away They're not any major moves away from being a cup contending, cup winning team where I look at Toronto again and I'm like, okay, if I'm, if I'm weighing the two of them, I think Toronto's got a little bit more work to do with their defense. And as you noted, when you have so much money tied up still in your top forwards, it just leaves you less to be able to do on that back end. And I think they just, they, they have maybe a little bit more in terms of changes that are needed than Edmonton does. So, but, but still very, very close. I mean, Toronto's going to be, I think, still a really good team next year, still a cup contending. Next year, same with Edmonton. Um, now, now the wild card to me in all this is Calgary. I think next year without Sutter could or will be, I mean, a, a lot better, yeah, um, and, and they could they could uh, be a little bit of a sneaky team coming in on the Canadian side. Well,
0: it's been years since we've had uh, you know a Canadian make their way into the Stanley Cup uh, conversation. Maybe at some point one of these teams will. I really appreciate the time,
1: Matt. You're absolutely welcome. You both have a great day. Thank you. You as well. There he
0: goes. Matt Cassian, former NHLer, and uh, TSN 1260 hockey analyst out in Edmonton.
2: The group around Edmonton, to his point, was very banged up in this postseason.
0: Yeah, and and I think there's also – that's another thing, too. We we never really got the list of injuries that teams usually get afterwards from Toronto. Everyone just said bumps and bruises. There was way more than just bumps and bruises. I'm curious.